Welcome back to Make Your Passion Profitable. This is part two of a two-part series. In my last episode, I gave you points one, two, and three from my six steps to help you make your passion profitable. So if you missed that episode, I urge you to, you know, jump back and have a listen after this one or before. It doesn't matter which order you do it really, but you know, I urge you to go and listen to that last episode because we talked about point number one, backing yourself. Point number two, change your money mindset. And point number three, we talked about get clear on your offer and start small. Here in this episode, we're going to jump into points three, four. Oh no, point. Here in this episode, we're going to jump into points four, five, and six. Okay, I believe that you deserve to be paid for what you love if you want to be paid for it. Okay, so let's turn that creativity into cash. And if you want a free PDF resource with all of the notes on the six steps on how to make your passion profitable, head to my website. That's josephinelancuba.com forward slash passion into profit for the free download. All right, you ready to make some money from what you love? Let's jump in to part two. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hey, it's Josephine here, and we are going to do the six steps to help you make your passion profitable. Uh, We now are up to parts four, five, and six. So if you missed the last episode, um, we talked about, you know, the importance of backing yourself. And if you don't back yourself, no one else will. We also talked about changing your money mindset and, you know, that you deserve to be paid and, you, you know, the value perception of what you offer is so important. So we talked about that as well. We also touched on getting clear on your offer and starting small. So when I say start small, I I didn't mean, you know, don't um, dream big. Of course, dream big. What I'm saying is narrow your ideas down, remove the chaos and get some clarity so that you can evolve and grow into a brand that people recognize and and that just is cohesive and makes sense. Um, I talk about my experiences with that and the chaos that I had within my own business. So again, if you, if you haven't had a listen, jump back to that last episode. All right, let's, let's get into this because, you know, I know what it's like to be an artist, um, creative entrepreneur. And again, it doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if you 
you know, decorate cakes or you make candlesticks or if you're an actor or if you're an opera singer or if you um, do sell craft kits. It really doesn't matter what you do. Um, I think if you're a creative entrepreneur, this is absolutely going to resonate for you. So step four, let's do this because I have experienced this one time and time again, and that is Stop listening to the naysayers and inexperienced. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> raise your hand right now. I can't see you, but I'm, get, I'm with you. I'm with you in that room or that car or on that walk or wherever you are right now. Raise your hand if you have had somebody tell you that it's not possible. What your, your idea is crazy. You're not going to make any money. Oh, that sounds like a nice hobby. Oh, so what do you do for your real job? Uh, you know, go get a real job, Joe. Heard that one before. Um, yeah, I just think there are so many naysayers in the world. When you start committing yourself and you take the plunge from being the hobbyist, you know, from having that side hustle and just, you know, doing those little bits and bobs and drawing those little, you know, paintings and selling them for a few bucks on Etsy <laughs> to then going, you know what, I'm going to commit to this full time. I'm going to give it everything I have and I am going to be the business extraordinaire that I know I can be. There is going to be someone out there that will tell you it's not possible and chances are it's someone you know and is close to you. Look, the thing is, naysayers are really just, they're, they're basically putting their own negativity and their own fears. They're externalizing their fears and they're putting it onto you. And that's, that may sound not right. But remember, sometimes these people really do love and care about you but and they have the best of intentions, but they don't come from your world. They don't live in your world, you know, and it could be your, your husband. doesn't matter. I've had, you know, I've had my fair share of my husband not, not really believing in my ideas. That's just because he's not he's not a creative person. He's not a business owner. He's actually an analyst. I've said before, and his brain is just different to mine in that way. So sometimes you have to hold back and not share every single little creative idea you have because it, it could get squashed and you don't want that. You want to be free to create and, you know, to develop this, these concepts and projects that you have in the pipeline, you know, you want to be free to do that. And the more people that try and squash the idea, the more you may listen to them. It also gives you an excuse. If somebody says to you, you know what, that ain't going to work. You might go, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe it isn't going to work. Maybe I won't put in all the effort and, the, and I'll just stop, stop thinking about it. Because then that way I don't have to try because it's not going to work. That person said so, so it's not going to work. I really would urge you to please stop listening to them. You know, you, when you're faced with negativity or, or judgment, you really need to ask yourself, who are you listening to? Now, I've actually done an entire episode on this, this one topic called Stop Listening to the Naysayers and Inexperienced. So I'm going to ask you to flip back and listen to that one 
um, I think it's episode three or four. Yeah, episode three or four, guys. Just jump back and have a listen because you're going to get so much from it. People that don't come from your world don't know what you do. You're listening to somebody that that potentially has doesn't live in your skill set. They are not a dancer. They are not a craftsman. They are not a carpenter. They are not an artist. They're not. They're not an entrepreneur. They don't have experience in business. So why are you listening to them? You have to ask yourself that. You know, um, the other thing is sometimes they might have experience and they still squash your idea. Look, there's something to be said for, you know, getting mentors and listening to advice. But at the end, at the end of the day, you need to tread your own path. So, uh, you know, obviously, if you're being given um, some advice, like don't sell your house to go do X, Y, Z from a financial expert, then maybe you might want to consider that advice. But what I'm saying is if you're listening to people that have no experience or are just being super negative, you got to let it go. Stop listening to the naysayers and inexperienced. And remember, you know, it's your time to shine. It really is. I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret the things I haven't done. So again, guys, go jump on and listen to that episode where I, I focus solely on this topic. Stop listening to the naysayers and inexperienced. Okay, number five, just get started. That's it. Number five, just get started. You've got this. So there's a few tangible things in this step and these are things you may want to write down or you can, they're already written down for you in the um, PDF download, which I mentioned before. So make sure you jump on that. Now, firstly, create a checklist of what you need to do and start working through it. You want to set yourself a realistic time frame and stick to it. Don't procrastinate, but do challenge yourself. So what this is about is saying, right, what do I need to do to get started or to propel me further into this project? So for me, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, I talked about getting clear on my offer and how I had a very scattergun approach of all these different things I was doing. And then I realized that there was actually three businesses operating within the one. And I began to segment the brands. And when I started to do that, you know, after I wrote my list and started prioritizing each thing, once I started to do that, the traction began because now my offer was clear to the world and people knew what I did. It, there was clarity. So, there are certain things you need to do to get started or to really evolve in your in your project. Create a checklist and work through it. Now, don't don't say, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm going to be kind to myself, so I'll do that in 12 months." No, like you can challenge yourself a bit more than that, yeah? Like give yourself a real challenge, but still be kind to yourself. If you expect to um turn this hobby you have into a business and you're going to quit your full-time corporate role or your full-time retail job and you're saying, I'm going to make as much money as I did um, from that corporate role doing this business in three weeks. Like that that could be super unrealistic. So be a little bit kind to yourself, okay? <laughs> um, 
The next part of this is now that you know what you offer, I want you to create prices and packages to get started. It's very important when you start considering your price point that you also consider the cost and your time involved. Now, the costs may be not just the cost of goods, but don't forget taxes. Don't forget, you know, the labor, your time. There's so many factors, you know, insurances, things like that. Make sure that you're factoring in the costs. But yeah, that's um, that's a really important point. So making sure that you create that price point and you're considering all things when doing so. The next point I want to say is make sure you speak to your accountant about what you legally need to trade. So in New South Wales, Australia, that's where I'm at, you need an ABN, which is an Australian business number. But each country and state may be different. So really be sure to seek professional and legal legal and financial advice there. Um, so that's for newbies, that point. Um, anyone who's an established business owner will know what they need to trade. But what you may not have considered, and I've seen people who have been in business for years or been contractors for years, what you may not have considered is insurance. So check what in my next point is check what insurances you need, if any. Every industry is different. It's so important to have the right cover. I can't stress that enough. I actually just updated my insurance policy today for my business. And I think it cost me something like on it, it cost me like 500 bucks for the year. Now, as a sole trader, it could be different. So I'm a company, I'm proprietary limited. Some businesses probably, you know, might, depending if you're bricks and mortar or whatever, you might pay $20,000 in insurance, whatever. The point is, you know, you've got to be insured. That couple of hundred bucks you spend now on insurance could save you millions of dollars down the track, literally millions. If something goes wrong, you don't want to be liable and you don't want to be up for it. So make sure you check what insurances you need, guys, and, and, and get covered. And that's not just for company owners or sole traders. That's for like, uh, that's for contractors. If you've got an ABN or if you're a registered business, whether you're on your own or you're part of a partnership or entity, you need insurance. For example, I just did a webinar, um, you know, this week with Oz Dance New South Wales on this very topic, make your passion profitable. And I really talked about how, um, because Oz Dance focuses on dancers, um, I really talked about the importance of insurance for dancers who are contractors because, if they want to work in schools, if they want to work for council, present live performance, um, facilitate workshops or anything, no one will, will book you without insurance, like no one. So not here in New South Wales anyway. If you don't have insurance, no school, you know, Westfield Shopping Centre, council booker is going to touch you. So you've got to get it. It's worth the investment. Invest in yourself, okay? Um my next point is register your business name legally. It doesn't cost much and it can be done independently online. Obviously, if you want to do a, if you want to go through this process with an accountant or with legal advice, yes. But for smaller entities, if you're just a sole trader, you can register independently. But anyway, seek advice, but definitely regi- register yourself. You know how many artists I know um, just do 
just do little odd jobs and aren't registered businesses. If something goes wrong, my goodness, it's and plus there's a mindset around being registered. You know, you're starting to take yourself seriously. You're investing in yourself. You're paying your taxes <laughs> and you're really um, committing to yourself as a business when you say, I'm going to register myself. The next point I have on this, the final point on um, step number five, which is get started, is register your domain name. Now, even if you're not ready to create a website, just park the domain name so you own it. And then you have the rights and the ability to use it when you're ready to launch your website or whatever you're doing. So you can also use that domain name for your email address, which really professionally presents you to prospective clients or bookers. Again, that's maybe a bit more for newbies, but even established businesses, um, if you haven't, if you've, like you might have only registered your um, business name. So let's say your business name is Fairies and goblins. I'm, I'm actually doing this podcast in my son's room, believe it or not, sitting on his dinosaur sheets. <laughs> I'm doing that today because um, in my office, there's a big lawnmower next door and they're just making so much noise that I decided to come into here where it's nice and quiet and peaceful. Um, so anyway, so I, yeah, I have a domain name for my name as well, which I I bought years ago. So even if you're an established business, you know, fairiesandgoblins.com, um, you can, you should still register your, your personal name. So like josephinelancuba.com and I've got the .com.au. Now I registered my personal name years ago, but never actually, I never used it until only recently. Um, but I ran the risk of that being taken. So I think it's always a good idea to even park the domain names for projects you're doing. So let's say you're an events company and you run an event, which isn't the name of your company. It's just the name of your event, but it's an annual thing. You do it all the time. I mean, park the domain name so no one can take it because then when people search you, they're going to get confused and all that sort of thing. So it's also great if you grab your personal name and start building your personal brand. So um, so I think that's really important, that personal branding, even if it's just a landing page on your personal name, which may direct people to your companies that you own or your business or your social media site, whatever. Um, I think that's always a really good one to have the domain names and to park them. And when you're ready to start rocking with them. Okay, cool. So we've talked about, I'll, I'll recap now before I go to step number six, which is the final step. So we've talked about in our last episode, step one, back yourself. Step two, change your money mindset. Step three, get clear on your offer and start small. We then in this episode, we talked about step four, stop listening to the naysayers and inexperienced. Step five, just get started. Step six, drum roll please, is spread the word, yeah? Tell your friends, tell your family and your community about what you do. I want you to shout it from the rooftops unapologetically, yeah? You should absolutely shamelessly promote yourself. And this brings me back to that first point, back yourself. 
often the first customers you have are people you know. All right. So I really want you to tap into your network and tap into your social media network. You can take this spread the word a step further by creating social a social media presence. Now for you know, for noobs, you may not have done this yet. And I would say, go and do that, you know, create a social media page. You might start a group, whatever's relevant, make sure that the platform's relevant, could be an Instagram profile, whatever. Okay. Um, so, so make sure that you're, you're starting that social media presence for those that are established businesses and personal branding is relevant for you. Like if you believe personal branding can enhance your brand awareness and sales, then you might decide that you could create a, um, you know, a page that's dedicated to your name. So for me, I have my own personal Facebook page, which is just friends and family, whatever. But then I actually have, or people I actually have met and know (laughs) um, versus my business page, Josephine Lane Cuba. So I've got, I've got three business pages. I've got my Next Move Studios, which is my agency. I've my talent agency. I've got Musical Makers Club, which is my theatrical programs um, and workshops page. And then I've got Josephine Lane Cuba, which is my personal brand page. Now, one may say that's a lot to manage, but I actually do have a social media um coordinator. So yeah, I've got a content manager who does my social media for my Josephine Lane Cuba and my Next Move Studios page. Um, For my personal page, I do it myself just so because I feel like that's more genuine. And um, at this point of where I'm at, it just feels, you know, that that's what I want to do. I didn't always have a content creator, guys. I didn't start there. This is like, this is only in the last few months, like no, not more than that. Maybe the last 12 to 18 months, I started having people doing my content um, management on social media. But um, yeah, I didn't start there, guys. I started with, you know, 10 cent noodles waitressing for tips. So <laughs> really, I did, you know, and now, you know, a long time later, um, I'm living, I'm living a much more comfortable life and I've made my passion profitable. And that's because I've worked out that this six step plan can really get you to where you want to go. So there you go, guys. Number one, back yourself. Number two, change your money mindset. Number three, get clear on your offer and start small. Number four, stop listening to the naysayers and inexperienced. Number five, get started. Number six, spread the word. Those are my six key steps to making your passion profitable. If you loved what you heard and you didn't get a chance to take any notes, that's so fine. I have it all for you in a free downloadable PDF. All you have to do is go to my website with this special forward slash, that's Josephine Lancuba forward slash passion into profit. So P-A-S-S-I-O-N into profit. Guys, passion into profit. And um, yeah, and then you can just get the PDF there and it's yours to keep. I do urge you to, um, when you do get that PDF, there's some 
tasks that it gives you as well that you can work through if that's what you want to do. I think that's going to really help you. I really do. So if you can, I want you to create your why list. That's part of point one, which you'll see in the PDF or if you listen to the last episode, you're going to create your dream list. You're going to map out your checklist um, of what you need to do to get started. You know, I find writing things down is a really great way to make it real. And make yourself accountable. So, um, you know, listening is great. I listen to audiobooks. I do all the things. But when I put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard um, these days, then, you know, I feel like I have a more tangible approach. And I use um, Trello boards, guys. So I started getting into Trello for marking off tasks. And so you can actually create a board in Trello. And you know, there's heaps of other you know, um, organizational tools that you can do online, but you can use Trello for free if you only have a couple of boards. So if you want to check it out, that's a good way to go. But, um, yeah, so basically you just input all of your ideas and then you mark them off as done, or you can go old school and do it on paper and then cross them off or tick them off. (laughs) Whatever works for you, right? Don't overwhelm yourself guys. Remember, Start small, get very specific on what and clear on what you want to offer. And then there's always room to evolve and grow and expand. Just do it. Just get started. That's my number one tip for today. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoy that PDF. If you do go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you too can make your passion profitable. Let's turn that creativity into cash. Yeah, we want to live an abundant life, financial freedom. We want you to have the life that you deserve, one that you design. Yeah, and I believe you can live a life by design and not by default. I truly believe that and I want that for you. So, you know, good luck, everyone. Give it a go and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.